You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. World over the weekend, uh, we had uh, marvellous Marvin Hagler. Uh, you got some good memories of him. I know you follow boxing a lot more closely than most of us, Sats, but... Um, yeah, marvellous Marvin, uh, passed away age 66 Six. and still not sure exactly what happened. No suspicious circumstances. No. How, how's he going to be remembered? Uh, one of the greats. Uh, when you talk about different weight categories and without going into it, he's probably one of the greatest middleweights of all time. But he, he fought in an era in the early 80s, end of the 70s, early 80s and into the mid-80s mid when the heavyweight boxing scene was looking for someone. Ali had just retired in sort of 80, 81. Yeah. And so, oh no, he had that fight with Antonio Inoki. Yeah, but people were people were trying to find something in heavyweights, and there was nothing mm. around. And um, Trevor Burbick was the world champion, and and then they're looking. And then all of a sudden, the middleweights it was Hearns, Hagler, Roberto Duran, and Sugar Ray Leonard. Oh yeah, and they just dominated for five, six, seven, Weren't eight they years. Amazing some, to watch those fights. They had some amazing fights against each other. And Marvis Marvin was he was undefeated for seven to eight years until he come up against Sugar Ray Leonard never fought again after it. Mm. Mm. What are your memories of uh, legends like Marvellous Marvin? one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. You can give us a call or that text line. You've probably got it on your phone already. If not, stick it in there, zero four double seven seven three six seven three six, or as Woogie likes to say, the SMS. Uh, oh, we also lost um, Formula One caller, Murray Walker. Have a listen if you don't remember him. This is something that many people didn't think could possibly happen today. They thought Damon would drive a cautious race, but he fought. He fought from second on the grid. He passed Jack Villeneuve. He took the lead. He stayed there. And Damon Hill exits the chicane and wins the Japanese Grand Prix. And I've got to stop because I've got a lump in my throat. <laughs> Fellow Englishman, wasn't he, Damon yeah. Hill? So he's, uh, he's a great caller. and He's an institution. Yes, that yeah. voice. Oh, and he was he's almost screaming, trying to keep above, above the, the sound, the noise of the, uh, of the F1s. Uh, a great caller. Memories of him as well. You can, uh, you can get hold of us anytime. Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Yeah, it was a great round one in many ways. Some, some very good footy played. Well, very rusty players, of course, because uh, most of them only had that one game, yep. that one trial with a shortened preseason. Uh, we are talking about the new rules and and your thoughts on them. So, the new rules sets were by that we mean the uh, the restarts from when the ball goes well, out the or a player goes instead out instead of a uh, instead of a scrum instead of a scrum. So, in effect, there were a lot fewer scrums. Yeah, there was, and also the uh, the six again rule, uh, but also with offsides, which you know. I've, I've got my concerns about with um, with the way to manipulate that as a as a team, but uh, again, I'll, I'll go back to the NRL started before the season was kicking off. That they're they're willing to still tinker with some of those rules if they're not in the best interest of the game. So, I really enjoyed it. I you know I I don't agree with 
people saying that the game is too fast. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, we'll talk about it a little, little bit more. We will. We're going to catch up with Christian Welch. He can tell us what he thinks about the uh, the speed of the game. The big front rower from uh, the Melbourne Storm. And, uh, yeah, we've got our Kia Top 7 coming up from the weekend in sport. We've got, we've got players that change their names that have been around for a while. Mm. Some of them a fair while in the NRL and three of them from one club got new pronunciations. So um, that I didn't get that news on the weekend and I actually called that the uh, Raiders-Tigers game yesterday without knowing that. So I haven't had any um, angry texts or messages from those players yet, but we're going to get it right from now on. We'll tell you about those. Uh, so let's get into this. Sports Day, Sports Update. We'll run through the results. The uh, the Storm 26 over the Rabbitohs 18G, didn't they fly out of the blocks on Thursday night? Sats. Well, everyone knows how good the Storm are, and many were starting to question without Cam Smith, would they be the same in round one? You... Well, some people even tipped against them. Yeah, you didn't. I did. Someone and Woogie, of course, you're a Rabbitohs. But you know man. what? It's, um, it's just so obvious from the moment they run onto the field that their attitude from from round one is go for the throat, be relentless, and let's see if anyone can keep up with us, mm. as opposed to a lot of other clubs who say, individually as a player in your first game, you say, let's let's just try and get into a rhythm, you know, get the ball in your hands, make a couple of tackles, and just work your way into the game. Not the storm. Col- see, collectively, they, they come out fired up, don't they? They are just... And that was a, a, an enormous first half they put together. The Rabbitohs made somewhat of a comeback, yeah. But collectively they do, and it's it's not it's not coincidence. They've no, done it every year, nineteen in a row under Craig Bellamy. They start from the back fence, yep. and you've got to be able to match their aggression. And and yeah, to their credit, South, I thought they they got themselves bit to a stage where they possibly could have. They were close, even the game up. But mm. in, I think there's still a lot of really good signs from the Rabbits. Latrell Mitchell was just. Sure. Amazing, amazing, very, outstanding. Very, very good. Both fullbacks were uh, were great. Knights and and Bulldogs are pretty easy win for the Knights. Yeah. Thirty two sixteen on uh, Friday afternoon, Friday evening. Daniel Saifidi, David Clemmer, Jaden Braley, Tyson Frizzell, outstanding. What about the doggies? Did you see some good signs there under Trent uh, Barrett? I saw some promise, but in saying that, they've you know they've their forwards have got to muscle up a lot more. And uh, Kyle Flanagan had a hand in their three tries, which is which is promising. I know we have plenty of Knights fans and, uh, and listeners and Bulldogs, and I wonder what they think about their their side. Knights, of course, had some big names out, especially uh, yeah, Kalen, Kalen yeah. Ponga. So, and they've lost Kurt upside Mann. there. Mm. Lost him, yeah. Uh, the late game was the uh, on Friday night. Eels came back from sixteen nil down to uh, to score twenty four unanswered points against the the Brisbane Broncos. Still some promising signs. For Brisbane, they're not they're not going to get smashed around as much as they did last year. Well, they, it seems they won the first two rounds last year. Remember before COVID broke. Mm, so they're doing the opposite. They're going to lose the first two and then come home. Possibly. I, I saw with this. A bang. Ha- I saw this happening. Badge at sixteen nil. I, I still didn't think they had enough breathing space to to basically put a full stop on the performance. I, I could see that the Eels eventually just found their mojo. Well, that says a lot for me about the Eels and mm. their composure. And, and and not panicking. Do you know what I the what the biggest concern I've got with the Eels is that they they try and play frantic footy, controlled frantic footy, and they're not comfortable doing it. But the minute they just think about playing good, hard, aggressive rugby league, using their speed to their advantage and not try and go sideline to sideline, that's when they win games and they got in that game beautifully on, on Friday night against the Broncos and See the people that have impressed me most across the weekend when I look back at the whole lot of it and think about the rule changes and the 
it wasn't so much the speed of the game, but for mine it was the lack of breaks. It's the big men. The big men that played a big part in their game, and you mentioned Daniel Saifidi before, uh, Junior Paulo. David Clemmer played Very good. 76 David minutes. David Clemmer, yeah, yeah. We saw some, uh, some great performances. As I said, we're going to catch up with Christian Welch soon, and he was, he was one of the best in, in that game. But, yeah, in this, this Eels-Broncos game, I thought uh, Big Junior was, was very, mm. very good. Uh, on Saturday, uh, pretty average performance or an awful performance by the Titans, yep. especially with ball in hand. Uh, they were beaten 19-6 by the Warriors on the Central Coast. Probably should have been a bit more. Yeah, it wasn't a reflection of the scoreline. The Warriors are really good Titans. Uh, they just had some – they had a lot of lapses throughout the game. Their attention to detail was horrible. Mm. Mm. They won five in a row to finish the season last yeah. year. They looked nothing like that side. And, and they you know they have bolstered their, their squad with some quality players, but – it just uh, it didn't show they, they up. They got the Broncos this week, which is which comes at a perfect and time and brings them. the best out in them. Yes, uh, that is at Seabus as well, isn't it? On Friday yeah. night at I thought, home. I thought they played really nervous mm. on Saturday. Well, talking about nervous and not up to scratch, the Sea Eagles. Mm, horrible. Manly fans, you worried? You must be worried after being routed forty six four by the Roosters. Yep. Forty six four in round one. That's uh, that's a that's a worry. Big worry. Juvenile errors, um, horrible to watch. I mean, just purely outclassed in some of the positions and some of the selections. And we'll talk about some of those selections. It, is Des Hasler under pressure? And you know, I, I believe he's he's in the throes of negotiating a new contract mm. with some some pretty strict terms, apparently from Manly. Um, that that won't help his cause, will it? That that performance? No way. You wouldn't be extending this early in the season anyway. You're always going to sit back and wait till about round eight, round nine, to see which way the, the team is performing. And whether that's in a positive manner, whatever it may be, their injuries, there's a lot of things that are going to go into a, an extension for a coach. For Desi mm. at the moment, he'll find something because he's a champion coach. We know that in the past. But, you know, he came up against the side, the Roosters, who had a real – you know, they had a point to prove because – I've been one of them also. I'm saying they're an ageing squad. Well, you had them outside your top four. I did. I've got them at fifth or sixth. And still? Yeah. Oh, well, based on the weekend, no. But no. But they really wanted to make a statement, and they did. They did. Panthers 24-year-old club, Scotty Sattler, up against the Cowboys. There's another side that struggled in so many ways with a uh, a new coach in particular, Todd Payton, the Cowboys, but the Panthers were, were ruthless. Yeah, they were. They Well-oiled machine, I yeah, think, were, would be the term. They were a little bit loose, um, the Panthers, definitely. They were a little bit loose um, throughout that first half. But they, they have a, an air of confidence about them. They know they can come back from whatever deficit or, or score points when they really need to. Yeah, the, the Cowboys, even though everyone was saying they defended well in the first half, they were scrambling, and scrambling's good. But when you're defending well, you're in control. Mm. Yeah, you're not panicking. And, and they were having to scramble a lot. And they're just hanging on by the, by the skin of their teeth. And, and in the second half, the Panthers did what the Panthers did. They just they put in they themselves do. into another gear and, and moved, uh, moved into a, a pretty easy scoreline. Two games on Sunday. Raiders defeated the top. Raiders down as well. Down 12-0 against the Tigers. Yeah. And then uh, a, a fortunate try before halftime helped the Raiders. The, the Tigers were the better side by far in the first half. But... Uh, straight away, some errors, some mistakes by the West Tigers, and uh, the Raiders pounced. And uh, pretty clinical it was in the end, a thirty points to twelve victory for the home side. And then the Sharks and the Dragons, and the Dragons were probably they probably played about uh, as well as a lot of people expected. Thirty two eighteen, 
Uh, I thought the Sharks were very good, better than I thought they would be this season. Um, 32-18 over the Dragons at Colgrove. Well, they got to a stage there, the Dragons, when they took the lead and um, it saw Cody Ramsey try. A really good effort from Jack Bird, but it was deemed to have come off Jack Bird's hand, gone forward. And he's in the event of making a tackle. It's not as if he uh, intentionally played at the ball, but there's a lot of grey areas around that. So it was how they were going to respond to that call that would have eventually put them in the lead yep. over the Sharkies. They didn't respond the right way. It really affected them. Mm. And in Would the they have end, won? I don't know. In the end, the Sharkies, the Sharkies um, they scored a couple Best of tries team through, through Matty Moylan. Well, they, they scored a couple of tries. Their, 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 their two first, first two tries for the Sharks were from kicks mm. and r- pretty poor work at the back there from the Dragons. I think the best team won anyway. They got yeah. the points. And uh, uh, nice to say I'm leading the footy tipping contest. Six from eight I have so far. So um, Are you, is, are you leading because Belcher is B? Yeah, we all alphabetical. Got six, we all got six out of Oh, eight. yeah, yeah. We're all leading. We're all, there's only three of us in it and we're You're equal top. But I'm on for Woogie. I'm on top. You can say the same. You're coming first as well. No, I'm a Woogie. I was so close, seriously. If I'd taken the Knights <laughs> and the Sharks. <laughs> um, now, some. Uh, I think this is pretty big news. And I've got to say I'm surprised. But uh, the NRL considered this very heavily. And they've granted the Roosters an exemption mm. for reportedly anyway, for Joseph Suwali to be allowed to play this year before he turns 18 in August. Why? I, I don't understand why this had to happen. Well, this is not about playing him next week. This is about – and he wouldn't make the team anyway straight away. I mean, the way that, that um, Brett Morris is playing and Daniel Tupo has always, always both been – Both Morris brothers yeah, both. and Joey Manu, and he's not going to get the fullback job when no, that no, bloke and, goes all right. Yeah, for, for Joseph Suwali, it's about the Roosters having depth. Now, why they need a 17-year-old for depth right now, I'm not quite sure. Mm. But you know what? I'm, I'm okay with this. Maybe it was part of the, uh, the the negotiations to get him to come from the Rabbitohs. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll get you, you – we'll be able to play with us. We'll get you – on the field before you're 18. I'm okay with this badge because I, I think it's always a case-by-case case scenario. Who's the last mm. Who's the last player to play at the age of 17 or under Jordan 18? Rankin? No. Nope. Was, he wasn't even 17. He was 16. What? And yeah, in about one eight months that. or something. Uh, Currently playing still, obviously. Uh, uh, help me. Plays for the Cowboys. Oh, Jason Taumalolo. Jason Taumalolo. Oh, okay. He was 17. He was the, so uh, I'm okay with it because case-by-case case scenario – Tiamalolo was ready. Yeah, Jordan physically. Rankin wasn't. I don't Jordan think. Jordan Rankin wasn't. Uh, Joseph Suwali. Now, if you watch a little thing, the little things in his game, he's ready. He's ready to to be put into an NRL system. Mm. He's ready to have the opportunity to play. And this is not about him playing next week. Like I said, this is about just putting pressure on the people that are there. Mm. Now, he may not play till the end of the season, but it's about having the opportunity to play him and to train him amongst the NRL players. So I don't have a problem with it. All right. he's, he's an outstanding player, this kid. Oh, he, he absolutely. Scored a double on the weekend. And they've looked very closely at mm. it. I'm not saying they've got it wrong, but I've just wondered why, and I don't think yeah, I don't think they need to do that. Anyway, um, while we're on the Roosters, Jake Friend may have played his last game. Uh, another head knock and concussion. They're, already they've got Boyd Cordner out because mm. of concussion issues, and Luke Curie has had similar problems, but this isn't good for Jake Friend. He was, I think he was convulsing all on the field and yeah. he didn't look good at all. You know, again, it's not about the, it's not about the big knockouts that put people out. It's, it's, it's the little knocks that you get amongst or, or throughout it's, your whole Or it's career. when you cop a little knock and you get knocked out quite easily. Yeah. That's when you've got to be what just we do as know, concerned. What we do know is that the Roosters above any other club have been really strict with their protocols and 
Uh, I, I take my hat off to the Roosters about the way that they they protect their players. So, yeah, they they won't make a hasty decision. They've mm. got you know they've got backup hookers there and Sammy Verrills and Lockie Lamb and Adam Kieran. So yeah, they've got backup there. Now, Toddy Payton in his uh, presser after the uh, the Cowboys' ordinary performance, he was questioned about the way he's using Jason Tamalolo. Well, I don't care the type of flack I'm going to cop about that, but I've said it several times. Jason's contracted here for seven years. If we cook him 65 to 75 minutes a game in three to four years, I mean, what value are we going to get out of him? So. This is a long-term decision about Jace's um, health and my ambition to hold on to the job. That was an interesting one, the last, but the ambition to hold oh. on to my job. I love the I love how he's outwardly putting pressure on James, Jason Taumalala. He wasn't happy with the metres. He's playing him for less minutes. Mm. Oh, he's the best player in their team. He's one of the best players in the game. I don't like the way that he's been used as a as more or less like a ball player. As a defender, if Jason Taumalolo is being a ball player, like passing the ball, I'm happy. If Jason Taumalolo is on the other end of that pass yeah. and hitting him, I'm not happy. Definitely. So at the, moment, at the moment, I think they're playing into the hands of the opposition. Tell us what you think uh, on that text line, uh, 0477367367, anytime. And just before we get to the break, uh, some players changed their name before the – the Raiders game. It's Josh Papali'i, uh, as in Isaiah Papali'i. Yep. Who, uh, and, and Josh has decided that he wants it pronounced the proper way. Uh, Chance Nicol Klockstad is now Chance Nicol Klockstad. Yep. And some relatives told him across during the summer yeah. that they'd been saying it wrong. So, and Corey Hawarira Naira. You've got to make the R's into D's, I've yes. just been told. Yeah, Hadawida Naira. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Yeah, but we called the World it's, Cup. It's fair enough. But Absolutely. You just wish they'd told us earlier because yeah. I've been calling Josh Papali for years and now I've got to try to – Well, Badge, you and I did the World Cup a few years ago. Yeah. And, you know, with the Fiji and all of the emerging nations, we were asked to call them by their by their traditional Get names. Get them right, yes. Yeah, you know, for example, there was Kevin Nyangama, Kevin Naguama. And Api Koroyisau, yeah, as opposed to Api Koroyisau, and we were actually getting heckled from fans and for saying it wrong, for saying it wrong. Yeah, but we were getting it right. Yeah, well, Petro Sivanasiva's real pronunciation is Divanadeva. Divanadeva, yeah. We never got that one. Mm. Uh, okay, better get to a break. This is Sports Day. Seven seat Kia Sorento has just been crowned Car Sales Car of the Year. Did I get that right, Sorento? I think I did. Uh, when we come back, Christian Welch from the Melbourne Storm will join us. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with badge and sats. For red energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas, and for the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, Scotty Sattler, Gary Belcher here with you before we get to our next guest. Uh, we're asking you what you liked or loathed about round one and your team. Uh, plenty to like about a bunch of clubs, including the one uh, we're going to talk about mostly next. Christian Welch, one of the stars of the Melbourne Storm and uh, may I say as well, proud Queenslander too, joins us on the line. G'day, Christian. How are you? Oh, we think we've got him on the line. 
Do you want bit. me to be Christian? Yeah, you can be Christian, Sats. Yeah, yeah thanks very game. much, Badge. How well are you? Well done against yeah, thanks the, for uh, having me on Sports Day. Well done against the um, the, the Rabbitohs the other night. Yeah, Gee, I, you I, blokes I, came out of the blocks I was hard. the best player on the field, of course. But uh, Not talking to yourself up. Yeah, yeah. I have got a really good story about uh, Christian Walsh, which I'll ask him when we, when we get him on the line. Uh, it's in relation to a trip that he made uh, – the off-season or the pre-season of 2000, going into the 2020 season, both he and Russ, Rowan Pappenhausen, yeah. along with Timmy Manor, they went to Uganda. Former Parramatta yeah. player who's involved in the NRL now. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to talk. we got him on the line now. I think, Christian, how are you? G'day, guys. Sorry, I think they uh, had me on mute. Yeah, it's our, it's our new panel operator, Woogie. Got me? He's, uh, he's, yeah, a bit, got me. he's a bit ordinary. Yeah, mate, uh, c- <laughs> congratulations about... Uh, the other night, um, you must be pretty chuffed. We were talking earlier on about just how fast you guys come out of the blocks. That's, uh, it's not unusual that in round one. What, how does it come about every year? Yeah, I just think um, the preparation, I think you know, everyone's heard about the pre-season that Belzer puts us through and, uh, and the mentality of you know, nothing you come across in season and in, in a game is going to be harder than the, the training we've had. And I think... Uh, you know, I truly believe in that. You know, I don't really appreciate it for the, the months on end <laughs> where we're getting towed up. But, um, yeah, I think uh, the proof's in, obviously, that round one record. And, and it's really uh, handy in such a tight competition to get off to a good start uh, most years in, in round one. Were you surprised um, that you went up pretty quickly to a, to a good lead against such a good side as South Sydney? Because their, their pre-season form was outstanding in that, uh, that charity shield match. Yeah, they're a real classy team. Um, yeah, we knew we knew we had our work cut out for us, and um, we knew we had to be really aggressive and, and have a lot of effort uh, from the get go. And uh, yeah, look, we're really happy with how how it came about. It was actually a bit of a trend. I think you look across um, a few of the games in NRL this year, a lot of points, I suppose, come in patches there mm-hmm. where where teams could get a bit of a roll on. So maybe that's with the, some of the new interpretation of the laws and the way the momentum and the flow, how hard it is, I suppose, to arrest um, from the other team, but. Yeah, and no, I really stoked because you know the Rabbitohs are, are a real top quality side, um, great coach and, and and great players. So, um, really good start for us boys. Now, when Melbourne announced that Cam wasn't going to be playing at the club anymore, Christian, were, were there any discussions amongst you know, yourself and the leadership group, or did did uh, Belak have any any discussions about life after Cam and how, as a club and the playing group, you you fill that void of responsibility? Uh, not really, to be honest. I think um, you know, since the start of pre-season, we, we kind of just got on with it. We didn't let it distract us. We've got two really great young hookers in Brandon and Harry, and uh, and that's a task in itself, trying to adjust our style of play to those guys who uh, both of them contrast um, you know, pretty differently to the way they approach their footy. And uh, But yeah, look, it, it has been talked about. Obviously, we've got some, some new captains in Dale Finucane and Jesse Bromwich, and um, it's just been reinforced to them, basically, to... to be themselves, you know. You, you you try and replicate what Cameron Smith does. You're probably going to fall short and uh, in your performance. So um, yeah, look, it's just been a thing about um, those guys and then and then senior leaders maintaining, I suppose, what Smithy, Coops, and and Slats have have set up in the culture down here of, I suppose, just uh, uh, having a good work ethic and, and being tough to beat. I think that's. Uh, I think we went all right on Thursday and we're going to need to be pretty yeah. good again against a, a pretty fair Parramatta side. Now, you're talking about adjustment. Um, with Cam not being there, have you had to adjust and change the style that Melbourne plays on the field? Because I saw some similar attributes with Brandon Smith. He's, he's long passing from dummy half, which Cam was renowned for. Yeah, we. Um, I suppose we've been pretty blessed with Cam to have the, 
to, to play with a bit of wits in our shape with you know his ability to make those passes time and time again. Uh, I think maybe just the, the, the running and I think maybe the, the, the speed of the game picking up might help us actually because um, having Brandon, I suppose, you know, a bit of a bigger body and more of an explosive runner really taking on the line and, and having defences, I suppose, have to really sink in on him uh, might create some opportunities for some battlers like myself to maybe get over the line. I know Benji Marshall kind of flogged me up on the try line, but I'm uh, <laughs> I'm very hopeful of jagging a try this year. I'm, I'm three from 97 or 98 games, so it's, uh, it's been a lean patch for me, so... Hopefully this is the year for me. Yeah, you might lead the try scoring this year. You never know at the Melbourne Storm. Hey, um, the new rules or, you know, particularly when the ball goes out, a player goes out, uh, and in some circumstances, just brushing the scrum and getting on with it. Is the game faster or is it just, is that really what what is meant by that is there's fewer breathers. So effectively, for the guys in the middle especially, you just don't get the breaks that you that you would normally have, you know would would have gotten last year, especially the year before. Yeah, and I guess we've got to be careful. We've only had the one round, um, but yeah, I think the the ball in play didn't increase. Uh, I think we saw probably a bit more lower quality attack because um, the teams are so fatigued from from defence and the ongoing arm wrestle that it wasn't. Uh, I suppose the product maybe the NRL were looking for, but you know, as I said, that's that's round one. We still got plenty more games to go. Uh, and then you touch on the scrum, like there's probably two things I love about scrums. It's good for us fronties to get a bit of a breather, but it also opens up so much of the field. Having all those players in a scrum, mm. it really creates some attacking opportunities. You know, there was that uh, Cronulla try last night. It was absolutely magical, the shape they threw, and, and they scored that try. That was beautiful football to watch. And I suppose getting rid of this, you know, a lot of scrums, we're, I suppose, getting rid of those opportunities and those wider spaces for, for the players. So... Uh, I'm sure that's something the NRL are probably going to be monitoring. And um, you see Vlandy's come out in the press and he said, basically, we're just going to see how it goes and monitor it. And, and they're not too worried if they have to change it back uh, mid-year. So uh, it's, it's good to see their willingness to, I suppose, just observe how it affects the game because it is pretty pretty big changes. And I guess we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, no doubt at all. Uh, uh, and I was going to ask you about how do you, how do you train? You know, as of last year, it was all pretty quickly thrust upon you, the six again rule. You know, and and previous to that, it was you need to do six tackles in a row. Sometimes, you know, you're going to do two sets in a row and we need to be ready for that. But, geez, it's not unusual for a team to have to tackle 14, 15, 18 times in a row as they're going back, backpedalling towards their line. How do you train for that? Yeah, look, it's it's just building uh, resilience in your body and in your, in your training load, I suppose, over the preseason. Is it a um, men- mental thing but, as but, well, Christian? Yeah, I think so. And I think, um, you know, little sports science things like training above game pace, uh, you know, wearing the GPS monitors, you know, being careful of, you know, like I suppose training at a higher intensity because I think when it comes down to the pressure and the performance, it falls back to your training, basically. That, that's how I view uh, performance. So, uh, but yeah, look, it's 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 pretty hard to train that, that match fitness, as you know, guys. Um, it's pretty hard to get on, on a training pitch in pre-season compared to what the actual... Um, you know, the match fitnesses. Now, um, Christian, before I want to talk about a uh, and commend you on a documentary I watched a few months ago, a couple of months ago, Justin Ollum and not playing the ball and just dropping it and running back out <laughs> to his position. Have we got a reason why he did that yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he thought he knocked it on and he thought that the play was over. Yeah. Um, and 
So I was running back and I was I looked at Damien Cook when he did it and I said, geez, he, he must be knocked out. He, he's got to go off the field. You know? <laughs> we got to play the ball again. And then I get up and I, I see him and I, he looks perfectly fine. I go, you're kidding me. I was just thinking, <laughs> I felt like saying to him, hey, mate, you jump in the middle. You can <laughs> you can tackle this set. I'll, I'll jump out on the sting and, and have a holiday with the <laughs> in the other one. Um, but yeah, no, it was pretty bizarre and we had a couple of those moments. But uh, yeah, we love Jazzy. He brings so much to our team. Uh, and he's a really intelligent guy who mm. probably doesn't get spoken. He's got an applied physics degree. He's very switched on about, I suppose, the politics and the things that are happening back in PNG. So he's a great ambassador for that country. And, and uh, you know, hopefully there's a, a first of many PNG guys coming through, obviously, with the great uh, the Kummels in the, in the Q Cup side. So mm. the more and more we can get into the NRL, the better, um, because yeah. he's, He's literally a bit mad, I think, on the field. He's crazy, so I'm lucky he's uh, not tackling me. Yeah, he's frightening. Now, as I said, I want to commend you on the doco just one that I uh, that I watched a, a couple of months ago with yourself, Timmy Manor, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, travelling to Uganda as part of the, the Johnny Manor Foundation and, and Compassion. Tell us about that experience, because it must have been amazing. Yeah, it was a real amazing opportunity um, to, to go over there and, and see the work that Timmy and um, and, and Compassion Australia doing over there. It's, it just gives you so much perspective on your issues. Um, I've had a few injuries, uh, knee injuries in my time, and you know I've caught myself at times kicking stones and thinking, oh, how bad I've got it. And, and just trips like that just really give you a, a reminder how privileged you know my life is in Australia and how, how good I've got, basically, you know, irrespective of whether you're injured or in a bit of a form slump compared to you know the, the kids in the communities over there that it's just, um, you know, heavy poverty. There's, there's really not a lot of, uh, I suppose, hope for a better future. But the, the resilience and the happiness of the, of the people over there, it's kind of infectious. They're, uh, they're amazing people. And yeah, I was really lucky to, to kind of go over there and witness that. And uh, Tim Mann has yeah, turned into a really close mate. Um, I, I admire him as a footballer, and, and he's, he's an even better bloke. So mm-hmm. having a, having a week with him and, and Pappy over there and, and getting around was, uh, yeah, it was a real. Real valuable experience for us. Once we get through COVID and etc., is it something you'd do again, or you'd recommend for teammates to do something similar? Yeah, I think so. And and, and let's be realistic. You, you don't need to go all the way over to Uganda to to see you know some people doing it really tough or disadvantaged communities. As you, you know, it, 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 all throughout Australia, there's plenty of people doing it tough. So that's something I've I've brought back. Um, I do a bit of stuff with Camp Quality, but also the Smith family and, and sponsoring a kid and. You know, there's there's plenty of people close to home doing it really tough. So yeah, I couldn't recommend more getting involved with uh, some of the community organisations and charities that that help uh, people doing it tough in our community because not all of us are you know as privileged you know as ourselves of being able to play in the NRL and, and enjoy a good wage and 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 set ourselves up a bit. Mm, yeah, true. great stuff. Now before we let you go, I want to know um, if the favourite child competition's on again this year. For the, and for the listeners out there in Badge, if you're not sure. Christian and his brother have this favourite <laughs> child award that their mother and father give them each year. So is that on again this year? What's the criteria? No, oh, mate. It, firstly, my brother went to a trophy store and made it himself and then wrapped it and said from Santa and acted surprised and he un- <laughs> unwrapped it. Um, I, I call him the Stephen Bradbury of, of favouritism. I, I don't think he had a good year, to be honest. It's just that I had that COVID breach that kind of really stuffed me up. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and even winning a premiership in, in the... Worst side in Queensland history when the OJ still couldn't claw that ground back. So it was a tough year for me. I don't know how I'm going to... I'm going to have to wait for him to stuff up, basically, I think. Uh, but, yeah, it was tough 
tough on Christmas Day, certainly get the news that I've been dropped. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Right, well, Christian Welsh, we, we do appreciate you joining us on on Sports Day, mate. Good luck for the uh, for the, the coming weeks and the rest of the season. I just want to confirm too, when you're talking about supporting the Smith family, you won't mean you're donating money to Cameron Not Smith's Cam or Brandon, kids. No. Because uh, they, they'd be going all right. <laughs> no, they got they got mountains of cash. Those <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Good on you, mate. Oh, yeah. I don't need to go near them. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Thanks for having me on. Have a good trip. Good on you. This is Sports Day. The Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Let's get to a break. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For red energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas, and for the Kia Sorento. Winner of car sales, car of the year. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Yes, thank you very much, Repco, for supporting the program and also the listeners as well. And the hot topic, and there's been plenty from the weekend, and what we tried to focus on is mainly around the new rules. What did you like? What did you loathe from the weekend overall? Your team, whether they won or lost, what did you like about your win? What did you dislike about your side from round one? And, of course, the new rules. What did you think of those as well? And uh, just uh, you can get hold of us via text message, 0477736736. I've got one here from Cole. And don't know where Cole's from. Let us know uh, where you're from also so we can acknowledge your uh, your area, your region, your town, your suburb. I don't like the new rules. Yeah, I don't stalk you too. I don't like how frequently one team will dominate possession badge for the first 20 minutes and it's pretty much game over. The refs mm. then start helping the losing side. Yeah, look, it is very hard. It must be as a defensive side. I'm with you, Cole, there. If you, you know, if you get a couple of six agains against you um, and and – you maybe your first time you get the footer, you're 10 minutes in, you make a mistake, and mm. then you're on the back foot again. It is very difficult. Um, but that flow that teams can get often transfers back to the other side for a while too. You do possession quite often evens itself out, and that's been happening for a long, long time in our game. It's just a matter of the, you don't want the game to be away from you. But we saw some good comebacks on the weekend. Well, that's what I – You know, the Broncos were up 16-0. They lost. The I Tigers think, were up 12-0. They lost. If you can get a couple of six agains, it's amazing how that can change the complete rhythm of mm, the game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the refs are being pretty consistent, I think. With the, the, the around the ruck with what's a six again and what's not. But I do see some where you go, hang on, he's held on to him for three minutes there. Mm. Uh, but the, 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 uh, the other the particular rule changes that we were talking about is when the ball goes or the player goes into touch and you get, uh, you, there's no scrum. Um, as Christian Welsh just said to us. You yeah. Know? And, and the lack of scrums is, oh, I don't think it's such a, a good thing just yet. What, I you... like scrums. I don't like scrums. From an attacking point I like of view. the attacking, yeah. the, 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 the difference for uh, a position, positionally mm. for players. And we basically have seven on seven yep. for a tackle. Yeah. That helps. I like it. Yeah. Okay. We've got, uh, when we talk about liking and loathing, it looks like Bobby G from LTP. He's a poet and he didn't even know it. Get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah get gotcha. it. Bobby we, we, G from we, we, LTP. Liking and loathing. Again. I think Bobby G's loathing the uh, Joseph Suwali decision. Hi, guys. Allowing Suwali an exemption slaps the face of every previous NRL player who came through the age development systems and were happy to earn first grade status as reward for patience and consistency. Yeah. So the exemption has been granted, we believe, by the NRL that he's allowed to play yeah. for the Roosters before he's 18. Whether he does or not, we're not so sure yet. I don't think he's going to be rushed in. But 
Yeah, I question it as well, Bobby mm. G. Yeah, it's, it, it makes a good point, Bobby G. You know, there, we have got the platform. Is G his middle name or his last name? I don't know. I don't think he's any relation to Andrew G, if that's what you're oh, saying. Oh, is it G-double-E? Just G. Bob, I haven't got I Just can't Bobby see G, names. as in letter G. Mm. Mm. A lot of people give themselves, like Ali G. Billy Joe give, and Bobby Sue. And, yep. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, like or loathing from the weekend. Um, give us a call on 1300 42 15 33 or text us on 0477 736 736. Yep. Beautiful sets. Uh, now you'll be blown away with car air conditioning service at Repco Authorised Service. Book at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento. When we come back, our Kia top seven from the weekend. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And for the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Got some pretty good texts coming through and we'll get to those as soon as we uh, whip through the Kia Top 7. Sats and Badge here with you on a Monday night, wrapping up round one of the NRL and a few other uh, big moments in sport across the weekend. The Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Scotty Sattler started out. Oh, what a great moment. Nearly 700 days bef- uh, between his last game and on the weekend. Ryan James debuted for the Canberra Raiders. Not only that, scored a try. Hodson goes into acting half. Now the ball has turned under to Ryan James on debut. Has scored the try. Ryan James on debut for the Canberra Raiders has scored the try that puts the Raiders in front. Mark Mark Braybrook's co-commentator was excited there <laughs> yesterday afternoon. It was me. I, I was very happy for him. So that's a try scorer extraordinary. He Great scored kid. 30 tries in 140-odd games for the Titans. 13 in one season. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Good to see him. I'm happy to see him in green as well. Number six in the Kia Top 7, uh, Toby Rudolph, isn't he? Uh, he's refreshing. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the stars for the Cronulla Sharks last season end uh, yesterday. Post-match interview. Who asked him? I think it was Fletch. Fletch. They asked him what his plans are tonight. Probably about a thousand beers. Um, <laughs> got to go to Northies, try and pull something. Uh, anything will do. Um, nah, look, honestly, it's all about recovery these days. I'm uh, <laughs> going straight home, straight in the ice bath, and uh, just staying very, very quiet. <laughs> I'm sure great. it was. I love it. Where do you reckon it was that last night? The ice bar? Yeah, the, the, he would have been at the bar, take, get rid of the ice. Uh, <laughs> number five in the Kia Top 7, Ryan Pappenhausen. Well, his efforts on Thursday night, absolutely sensational. Jerome Hughes, dummies to kick. It comes to Pappenhausen. Pappenhausen with the dummy and oh. Pappenhausen with a try. Did he get it down? If he has, that's an unbelievable effort. Uh, very, very good sets. Mm. Uh, I think some suggesting better than Billy Slater at the same age. I think he is at the same age. Jury's out. Mm. Uh, number four, Pele congratulated uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and so did the uh, the football world because uh, – uh, the record of goals, Pelé's record of 770-odd goals was broken by Ronaldo. Hit a hat-trick for Juventus uh, in their, their Serie A win over Cagliari. Uh, yeah, but Brazilian great Pelé is 80, mm. and he's got an Instagram account. I think that's, that's enough for me. Nearly 6 million followers. Yep, that'll do me. Yep. And, and on it he wrote, yeah, congratulations. His only regret... To, to uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was not being able to give him a hug yeah, today for his stuff. performance. 
Number three in the Kia Top 7, and Woogie's put this in because he loves Joseph Sawali, and he bagged two tries for the North Sydney Bears, the feeder club to the Roosters, in his first senior competitive game at New South Wales Cup level. It'll go right. Jerry Key. Nice offload. Numbers on the right here. Walker, dummy, play. Sawali. Joseph Sawali with his first try in the New South Wales Cup. Beautifully set up by another young man we'll hear a lot about in the future, Sam Walker again. Hutchinson over the top, Suwali through the air. Oh wow, what a take and what a put down, Joseph Suwali. Wow. That's why there's a boom. Mm. And he's been given permission to play before Pretty he turns good. 18. In August, number two, the Parramatta Reels. They were down 16 nil at half time. Uh, what a fantastic effort to keep the Broncos scoreless in the second half. There's a nice offload from Paul Odom. Brown and it goes to ground. Play on, six more. Ferguson's got it. He can sprint away and score. Kicks in field. Gutherson with the bounce and the try. The Eels do go back to back. Everyone stopped except Ferguson. Beautiful kick. Gutherson try. Yeah, rounding out the Kia top seven. And what a player he and his brother is. Uh, they got a, he got a hat trick on the weekend. Brett Morris, he moves into fourth all-time try scorers list. He overtook Andrew Eddinghausen. Oh, He's now in 168. He scored uh, three on the weekend. As I said, here's one of them. Kieran goes back to Kiri. Here's Tedesco. Here's Manu. Back to Brett Morris. And Brett Morris oh. gets there. Oh, Inspector Gadget Arms. They came out. He plants the ball down. And again, they continue to absolutely terrorise Manly on that side. The Roosters pick up another try. They're outstanding, aren't they? The Morris brothers are... So some good texts here, Sats. Uh, afternoon, boys. Marvin Hagler, one of the greats of boxing. One of my all-time favourite sportsmen in a great era of boxing. The Fab Four, four you mentioned before, Sats. Hagler, yeah. Hearns, Leonard and Duran. Will we ever see an era of boxing like that again? Cheers. Pommy Roy. Well done, Pommy Roy. Well, one of the greatest rounds in the boxing history. Uh, Thomas Hearns up against Hagler in 85, which uh, one of our listeners alluded to as well. It's called The War, and uh, that's what uh, Nick from Newcastle said. RIP, rest in peace, Marvin Hagler. Thanks for your texts. Thanks for your calls, and you can call us as well. one 1533 This is Sports Day. The seven-seat Kia Sorrento has just been crowned Car Sales Car of the Year. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.